0: All righty, good morning, everybody. This is the post-draft wrap-up with Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to move through each division and discuss what's going on, and uh, we're on to the AFC North here, Wiz. How's things going there? Yeah, things uh,
1: things, uh, things, are good, and uh, boy, a lot of excitement in Cleveland uh, for having and hosting the NFL Draft. And, uh there may be a lot of excitement in Cleveland uh,
0: as we head into the season as well. Oh, let, let me tell you. Uh, we talked about it on the on, on the last couple of podcasts about this defense because they added a lot of pieces in free agency. And, you know, I sat there as a Giant fan in the second round, and when they traded that, down that pick second time in the draft that Gettleman traded down, I was really hoping that the, the kid from Notre Dame who the, the Cleveland Browns ended up taking uh, was the player that was going to be available to my uh, New York football giants, but that was not the case. They decided to go in a different direction, though I wasn't disappointed with that, but this isn't about that, but this is about Cleveland. Uh, the city of Cleveland did an awesome job, but I think the steal of the draft to me is, is a player like Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, a really exciting player. You can play him in multiple positions. I was very surprised he drafted as far, dropped as far as he did, but you add that to a defense that already made a pick in the first round with uh, with Greg Newsom, the cornerback from Northwestern, and they just added that, those type of pieces all offseason. So this defense, you know, Wiz and I have already talked about it, and this def- this 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 is a defense that could rank in the top 5 this year in fantasy. That would not surprise me. Whatsoever. So let's take let's take on the rest of this team. This is a team that Kevin Stefanski brought to the playoffs in his first year. Uh, we know we love their running back Baker Mayfield had a better year last year. They had a little bit of speed uh, with the receiver Schwartz from Auburn. So what do you take from the, the Cleveland Browns draft, Wiz?
1: Yeah, I thought. They they ended up taking a first round pick in Kamala uh, from Notre Dame at pick 52 that I I have as a first round pick Greg Newsom uh, from Northwestern was a terrific corner guy he really did a great job on some elite receivers that he went up against uh during the season um anthony schwartz is a different type of receiver than the receivers they have that could really uh make explosive plays down the field i thought i i thought i thought even uh, tommy total from uh from ohio state uh with the Brown four pick, uh, pick one thirty two was was a terrific pick as well. I thought I thought the Browns had the best draft uh, in this in this whole thing. Uh, I just I just love what they did um, from start to finish. And uh, when we, we, you know we, we've been talking about their defense, as you mentioned, <clears throat> their first-round pick, Grant Delbert from LSU, if he could come back from that injury they suffered before the season started, uh, the, the Browns' defense. Um, from getting after the, the pass rusher now that they have Garrett and Clowney to their secondary, which has a bunch of good players at safety and cornerback. Um, their, their defense is going to shut some people down this year.
0: Oh, yeah. No no question about it. And uh, you know the Cincinnati Bengals will be dealing with this a couple of times a year. Uh, there was a lot of debate coming into this draft. They had a high draft pick, number five in this draft. What was the Cincinnati Bengals going to do with this pick? Were they going to protect uh, Joe Burrow uh, with a, with an offensive lineman like Penny Sewell, or they were gonna, were they gonna team him with his with his teammate Jamar Chase, and they decided to go the Jamar Chase route. So when you look at this receiving core, it's now Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T Higgins. Very very scary. They didn't draft a tight end. That was something that we thought that they they could have used on this team. I think one guy we'll be watching, I'll certainly be watching, because there's not a lot of running back depth here. They lost Gio Bernard. Guys they've drafted the last couple of years have done nothing. We know Joe Mixon has been a little bit injury prone. Uh, They drafted Chris Evans out of Michigan and they really did address their offensive line in the second round with Jackson Carmen from Clemson, and they added the edge rushers. They lost Lawson. Geno Atkins has moved on, but they added Joseph Asai and Cameron Sample uh, with edge rushers in their next two picks. So, uh, and, and actually the last thing I want to add, I think this was one of the few teams, if not the only team, that took a kicker in the draft – uh, Evan McPherson from Florida, and when you're talking about an offense that's potentially going to put a lot of points up, you know, when it, when a kicker gets drafted, it's something that you do want to pay attention to. So, Wiz, your take on the Cincinnati Bengal draft?
1: Well, not only did they take a kicker, it's not like they took him with their last; they took over with their with their fifth pick, pick, pick one forty nine. See, Cincinnati, I think I think this didn't work out for them as they hoped. Um, They elected – I mean, it was obvious they were going to go wide receiver and and tackle with their first two picks. In retrospect, I think they would have been better off uh, taking Pinesu and then getting a receiver – that lasted um, The receivers that lasted Where they were picking at pick 46 Jamar Chase, he's at the top Of the receiving class that came out this year uh, That's obvious, he's got the Connection with Joe Burrow, but I don't love The Jackson-Carmen pick uh, I think he's still a little bit of a prospect. He's athletic. He was getting better and better uh, as he as was going, you know, as the season went into the playoffs, he was getting better. But I think he was a little bit of a reach. And looking back at it, I think maybe the combination of Panay Sewell and a different receiver that, were, that they could have gotten would have been a bit of better combination. That said, the Trey Hendrickson free agent signing combination with Joseph Fasai from Texas and Campbell Sam from Tulane gives them some terrific players to get after the quarterback Um, and Cincinnati is one of these teams that is on the right path in terms of trajectory and uh, overall I thought their draft was okay just just okay um made some good picks in the middle of their draft, but I just didn't like the Jackson Coleman thing. And I, I just like, I think they would have had a better combination if they would have went Pene Sewell wide receiver than Jamar chase and Jackson Coleman.
0: All right, so let's go. Let's go to the Baltimore Ravens, who who'd made a trade before before the draft. They they traded our, away their 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 left tackle. They moved back, you know, back into the first round with it, with another with another pick here. So two round two first round picks for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they tackled the uh, the the uh, wide receiver and the edge position. Uh, They took Owe from Penn State. They took Rashad Bateman. I think this is where you had him going, if I'm not mistaken. They did address the the offensive line with Ben Cleveland from Georgia, uh, who was taken in the third round. And a couple of guys who, at at the cornerback position, a guy like Sean Wade from Ohio State, who a lot of people felt – was actually a higher talent in terms of uh, pedigree, but he ended up slipping to the fifth round. So when you look at the Ravens, they to me it looks like they didn't aggressively, per, uh, you know, pursue the offensive line, which is a, a very key position on a team that wants to run the ball as much as they did, as uh, much as they do and and will. Uh, so how do you look at the Baltimore Raven uh, draft? Was you know, is it a draft that it was gonna was, will make the Raven fans happy? Yeah, I thought the draft
1: was okay, good. I think the draft was good. Um... Yeah, I mean, we talked about what they were going to do, uh, you know, their needs, getting another receiver in there, getting after the quarterback, and, and certainly uh, offensive line. Um, so let's let's talk about that. I like Rashad Bateman. I do. I'm just always dubious of how these wide receivers are going to work with a team that really wants to run the ball first. Uh, I think he's a, he's a good wide receiver. He could be a good fit. He runs the route a lot more um, that that could be a good connection with Lamar Jackson um than what they've had in the past, so I think um, I, I think he could be okay. I, I don't mind the pick. I like the player. Um, All from from Penn State is an absolute freak of a player. He's going to wreck games. Uh, I thought that was an amazing pick. Ben Cleveland's an interesting guy. He would just mow and dominate physically his opponents in college. His technique is not great, so the question is, he's a perfect fit for Cleveland if they could coach him up and get him with better technique. That's an important thing. And then, yeah, I like Brandon Stevens from from SMU as well. Um, and then some of their, their other picks were, ju- were just okay. I, I thought the the Ravens had a, a good draft, mostly because of the uh, the pick from Penn State with their second. Pick at the end of the first round. I thought he was he's good. We'll have to see how Bateman you know, gets on the same page with Lamar Jackson and if Ben Cleveland with that giant size of his can be taught a little bit better technique he can be a, a tremendous attribute in their running game.
0: Alright, so let's move to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, who needed help on their offensive line, will need help at the quarterback position, need help at running back, need help at you know kind of the pressuring the quarterback after losing Bud Dupree um you know I think this is you know I know they gave Mike Tomlin an extension here this is critical time for the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise this is a team that started 11-0 last year I just I look at what's going on here and I, and I really do worry I was shocked that they took a tight end with the second uh pick in, with their second pick of 55 not not that he wasn't a good player in Pat Framuth from from Penn State but just Where other needs were, very, very surprised that they went in this direction. You know, taking a running back in the first round, uh, you know you know how I feel about running backs. Not saying that Najee Harris is not a talent, but there are so many other needs on this team that need to be addressed. So I, I think that the Steelers franchise in general is going in the wrong direction, despite the fact that they have very elite talent at the wide receiver position. But I don't like the way Ben Roethlisberger finished this season. They really don't address anything about the future at this position. So so I have big concerns around the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken about their draft. What is your take on it, uh, Wiz?
1: I don't like what Pittsburgh did in this draft. Um, Najee Harris is a good player. He's a very, very good player. I mean, I think a case be made that he was the top running back coming out of this draft. Uh, I just don't think he's the type of player that when you look at comparison where, you know, Williams from North Carolina goes comparison to Najari Harris, it just it makes the value of Harris um, – diminished, I think. I think he's a good player. Uh, I I just don't necessarily like, even though I predicted he'd go there, I figured this is what Pittsburgh was going to do. I just am with you in the camp that I don't like that as far as value. So I agree that Pat Fairmouth from Penn State was the second best tight end, but after Kyle Pitts, it's an enormous drop, and I think tight ends 2 through eight are probably kind of certainly two to five or six are all very very close together um so that pick with with the second pick is okay but again it's not addressing um what they needed to do the most. And then, you know, Kendrick Green is a good player from Illinois. Uh, Look, Pittsburgh's down to their third-round pick, pick 87. They have to address the offensive line. I just think they needed to do these things early in the draft. And uh, Pittsburgh, to me, has a declining roster. And after looking at what some of these other teams who I think have better talent and have had better drafts, Boy, I hate to say this, but I think the Steelers may come in last place in that division this year.
0: Now, that is a bold statement. Um, yeah, no, I just think, you know, again, a lot of times when you look at football teams, the offensive line predicates a lot of what a team wants to do. Uh, it, it, You know, if you're able to run the football, you're able to sustain drives, keep your defense off the field, have them rested. And when you're losing two guys you know, like Villanueva and Pouncy, those are big losses, and, and they really haven't uh, addressed it. And, and one has to wonder still, you know, think about it. On this roster, if I'm not mistaken, behind Roethlisberger is still... Uh, is, uh, 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 is Haskins, Rudolph, and I'm not mistaken, I think Dobbs is also still on this roster, but none of these guys have done anything on the football field. So... I don't know, you know, if they're not addressing it because they had the opportunity with that second pick to either take a lineman or, or one of those second-tier quarterbacks, which there was a run on them as we went into the beginning of the next round. It's just, to me, very, very surprising. I'm, I'm I'm very concerned about the Steelers. I hate the way they finish the season, and this is not to take away that they don't have great talent at the receiver position, but, you know, I don't like the way Roethlisberger finished the season. The offense was just was all cockeyed at the, for the last six or seven games. They got routed in the playoffs by the Browns. And, yeah, I think, I think there's a case here where I think both Cleveland and Baltimore are definitively better than Pittsburgh, but you can make the case for what, what Cincinnati has done here that they may, may, may be ready to make that move on, on top of the Steelers in this division, which, you know, would be a real slap in the face to see the Steelers bringing up the rear in this division, something which we have not seen in a very, very long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, I think, I'll say this. There's a better chance the Steelers will come in last in the division than they will in the division, and that's something that probably hasn't been said in, I don't know, 40 years or or something like that, maybe longer, um, 50 years, uh, but I think, in my opinion, there's more of a likelihood that they will come in fourth than first in the division because Cleveland – played in the AFC championship game and uh their roster is better and stronger and um and and, and the Ravens are, are a very good football team as well and uh and Cincinnati has done things in free agency the drafts and uh have a quarterback who could, if he could stay healthy uh there's not a reason to believe that they're not uh, on a ascending team as well so uh I think that Steelers are going to be in for a long season
0: All right, very good. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. So make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. We're going to continue our run through the divisions and assessing the drafts. On to the AFC South we go. Wiz, have a pleasant morning.
1: You do the same. Thank you.